Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you do my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to to Eleven. I am one of your hosts, Alice Kennedy. This is episode 253. And here with me tonight as Rude. Here with me today, as always, the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Andy Urquhart, here as always. And you've brought a friend. Who have you got with you, matey? Are you going <laughs> to introduce me, or uh, I was waiting for an introduction. You asked We've Andy, been... you didn't ask me. I was waiting you know, Andy, like, introduce you know, him. I was going yeah, to introduce himself, I mean... like he always does. I'm just, it's just so, I'm so used to that, that rhythm on... On Shieldcast. But yeah, I have my co-host from Agents of Shieldcast and uh, the host of the B-Team podcast, Mr. Chip Sell with us. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Sorry for the amateurness. Yeah, you know. He, he, he's that's why it. he's only a co-host, <laughs> Allie. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't understand the responsibilities <laughs> that we have as being the host. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like a dog that learned to sit and then just, that's all he can do. Yeah. He's a good dog. I give a paw. I give a paw. <laughs> you can give a paw, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, good to have Chip back on the show. And because we are running quite late due to my computer, um, we'll just start with big screen, wee screen. And this is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies that we have watched this week. Although it's two weeks for me and Andy because we weren't here last week. So uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, since I, I I know what I'm doing, we'll, we'll do guests first. Uh, so Chip, what have you been watching this week? What have I been watching? Um, well, right now uh, my Yankees are in the playoffs, so uh, that takes up quite a lot of my uh, television time. So I've been watching that. But in terms of shows that actually matter to this, um, I like The Gifted. Hmm. I think I watched episode two of that. I didn't watch yeah. last last night's. Gifted's been really good so far. Like I haven't watched the latest episode yeah. yet, but uh, but I did watch that as well. I was very surprised. I thought it was going to be absolute garbage, and uh, it's actually brilliant. Way way better than Inhumans. <laughs> that is just dying so i mean it, it just gets worse and worse with every episode <laughs> <laughs> we're doing one episode on that andy one uh, yeah we only need to do one it's like oh my god these these guys crashing off and then like f- some shit happens and hopefully they just fuck off back home the the, but, the first episode the first two hour episode wasn't bad 
But it, it wasn't it good either. Down, it just keeps going downhill. Mm-hmm. I didn't even watch last week's yet. Did you like Legion? Did you watch Legion, Chip? I, thought I did good. watch Legion. Took me a while to get into Legion. I mean, it was just weird. Hmm. A little too weird at some points. The comics are very weird also. <laughs> Do you know what I think the biggest problem with Inhumans is? The fact that their two main characters in the show right now are completely neutered. They can't use their powers. Like, because Black Bolt doesn't really use his powers. Because if he does, he just, people, like, get incinerated, like, yeah, get vaporised, basically. And they've cut Medusa's hair off, which is her power. So <laughs> the two main characters don't have any powers, so they're not interesting. They're just two people just wandering about. Like the other, and the other I, characters are all right, but like these, those two are the kind of the ones you want to watch for, and they can't do anything. I um, and the thing, I mean, I don't mind Black Bolt, although it is gimmicky. Mm, uh, um, yeah. but I don't mind him. But I just do not like Sarinda Swan. I She's mean, awful, she? awful. I think that's the biggest problem. And it's like, you just, I mean, granted, she's royalty and the royalty has a tendency to be uh, arrogant mm. and st- and stiff, but she just, I mean, she, I just don't like her. Plus, she looks horrible, <laughs> even with the hair and without the hair. Oh, oh, it looks absolutely horrible. Like, just looks really weird. My wife looked up pictures of her, you know, as a normal human. Mm. And she's actually kind of hot. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's just something... She just cannot pull off Medusa. But yeah, they're not liking humans. But Gifted is, is really good. Like, uh, yeah. it reminds me of early Heroes. Like, early season one mm-hmm. Heroes. It's that kind of, like, quality, I would say. Uh, the, the characters are not quite as good as the ones in Heroes... But they have the potential to get there. Yeah, like that's that's what it reminds me of. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the storyline so far. And I, I wanted to hate it <laughs> like so much, and I'm like, why? Brilliant, <laughs> because it's not in the MCU. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm like, but why this did you is... have to do this, Fox? Why do you have to make a good show? This is baby steps. It's Fox and Marvel working together. Yeah, sort of. So, you know, maybe this leads to something? You never know. I mean, they could cross it over. Who knows? Uh, I don't want a crossover. I want a merging. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ali, what do you think of this? Any uh, any input on these two shows? What, The Gifted or? The Gifted and uh, Inhumans. In humans, yeah, I, I watched one and I thought I don't ever need to see this again. Um, <laughs> you don't. I mean, like, I have been watching. I don't know if Andy said it's just a show, like bits and pieces of it, like not anything like uh, religiously. But I, the way that they done it seemed better than the first episode of this. Um, so that's that's something big for me to say. The gifted, <laughs> I the gifted, I haven't actually watched. Um, uh, just no no reason why, but I haven't even got around to Defenders yet. I just, as Andy will tell you, I've just been sick of superhero shows that uh, there's like 40 to watch on TV <laughs> or something now. And like, 
I just kind of sickened myself. So I'm taking a wee breather from them. And the gifted I will watch because I think everything X Men Universe is not everything. Most things X Men Universe are done quite well. Mm. And um, like I, I loved Legion, but I was kind of I, I was I was reading the comics alongside it, and it helped me understand a lot more uh, okay. what was going on rather than just what was in TV. Because like I couldn't ever let my wife see this because she'd be like, "Okay, what is going? What is happening?" and when I can't explain it fully to her, then yeah. <laughs> so we um we didn't watch that, but the Gifted is one that I do want to watch. Like I, I like I like the fact. Also, I like the fact that Legion. If it wasn't for Legion, the Gifted wouldn't be tied in. Like Legion had to do well for it to get its pass into the X Men mm-hmm. universe, and it took Legion half a season before it was okayed. So we'll wait and see how it goes. I mean, like I said, there's there's enough DC shows, there's enough Marvel shows that you don't need to watch any other TV forever if you, like, miss a season with the catching <laughs> up you have to do. So, like, with Arrow, watch all seven shows to understand the mid-season finale. And this cartoon we made also. You know, so... Uh, <laughs> um, but no, The Gifted looks interesting. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of glad you two guys liked it. But then again, sometimes your choices and taste is not... <laughs> no, Gifted is... Uh, Gifted is doing well. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, they did it right. Have they done cameos yet? Crossovers from X Men universes, apart from the obvious mentions of Magneto or whatever. Like, no, not in the first two. No. Well, no. I mean, they, they do mention the X Men and they mention the Brotherhood yeah. and they mention Sentinels and stuff like that. So, and the cool, Liberation man. Front, but they haven't shown. We haven't mm-hmm. seen anybody. That's quite and, cool. And then there is a couple of like X Men characters in it. Is What's uh, what's their names again, Chap? I forget. Polaris. Polaris. And Polaris. Th- Thunderbird. And, yep. Yep. Thunderbird and Polaris. Yeah, that's quite cool. That's but, okay. but it's re- really good. Well, fortune. And I think Blink might be an actual uh, X Men universe character. Is that the teleporting girl? Yeah. The one that creates the portals, right? Yeah. I think. I think it is. Anything else you've been watching, Chip? Uh, we finished a show called Salvation over here, which is basically uh, Armageddon, uh, the television show. Okay. Um, <laughs> Meteor porn, then. Hmm? Meteor porn. Meteor porn? <laughs> Meteor porn. Comet. Oh, meteor porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, sometimes, sometimes uh, I still can't understand what he says, even after BT five or pawn. That's that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you choose? That's like that's a real um, tough tough choice. That <laughs> unless you choose meaty porn. Meaty porn. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't want to know what, what that brings watch. up on a Google search. Um, don't search that. Not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> No, I um, it's you know it was a decent show. Um, it was it basically uh, dealt with the geopolitical uh, issues of a meteor uh, careening its way to Earth. That's going to end in uh, you know that could end in a uh, extinction level event. Hmm. And I mean, it was summertime drama it i mean it wasn't it wasn't brockheimer it was more earth-based it dealt with espionage and uh government agencies and 
backstabbing. And honestly, I like the show, you know, and then you had like a Steve Jobs visionary that, you know, is working on, has his own spaceship and is ready if uh, it is an extinction level event to take 160 survivors uh, into space to recreate, uh, to repopulate uh, the human race if and when that's necessary. Um, but it ends in a cliffhanger. Uh, we're on the brink of war with Russia. They've uh, actually launched the missiles at Washington, D.C. Uh, the president is making a decision, and uh, the 160 are uh, put into a bunker. Meanwhile, one guy comes up with uh, the solution to keep the asteroid from hitting Earth. He runs out of the bunker and goes to stick with the Steve Jobs guy and says, I have an idea. And that's how the the season ended. And from what I hear, that's how the series is going to end. All right. (laughs) Can then. Uh, It didn't do well. Its ratings weren't very good, no. Yeah. Oh. And yes, Blink is in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. To get back reading, I, re- I did read comics this week. I didn't read any Marvel. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, watch some some Gotham. Haven't, but the last uh, week or so, just haven't really had the. Like I said, a lot of it has been bit, uh, spent watching baseball. But um, hmm. yeah, I just haven't really watched that much TV with the wife. So, did you watch Flash last week's Flash? No, we haven't yep. even started Flash yet. Um, well, there's only been what one. Well, I guess two with tonight, but yeah, two with tonight. Yeah, it was a good episode. Uh, nice to be back in Flash verse again. They did some interesting things where okay. they kind of so reset, reset the norm. No, no spoilers, but they they reset the norm because obviously there's a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of uh, last season, and they kind of dealt with that and the fallout from it and whatnot. But it's good. Back to back I, to winning ways for Flash. I expect good things from Flash. Flash is always a fun uh, show. Well, that's where all the the good writers from Arrow went to. So yep. yeah, it should be good. <laughs> I did I did watch Arrow as well. Um, Arrow was a very loud episode because <laughs> like I, I went I went to bed and like watched it in bed when the missus was sleeping, and like there was so many explosions in this episode. It was fucking absolutely ridiculous. Like. She, and like people screaming and stuff like that, and like she kept waking up and like, what's happening? And I'm like, it's okay, it's just Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so like, tell Arrow to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I wish somebody would. It was it was like actually an alright <laughs> episode though, but uh, yeah, very loud, lots of explosions. Do you, do you know what really annoys me about these comic uh, shows is the fact that they know Constantine's popular, they got the rights for Constantine, and they just keep giving him bit appearances instead of just giving mm-hmm. us a season two and renaming it uh, like everybody wants. So, yeah. I mean, just cancel your Supernatural on its 40th season um, and like give us Constantine season two. Like, call it. I think this is the last season of Supernatural. Well, they say that every year. Yeah. <laughs> the final season. Tune in to see the fate. No. <laughs> no thanks no thanks you came too late Buffy and Angel have covered most of that and Reaper was more fun than Supernatural he he is getting a um, a, an animated movie he is he's getting anim- oh, it's a, a series he's getting an animated series, series or just a series alright 
Yeah, the last I read was serious from Comic Con at New York. Um, he's going to be in Legends is, as well, is he not? Legends for two episodes, yeah, and he was in Arrow. But I mean, just give him a like. He's a good-looking guy. Like he's a good actor. Constantine was phenomenal. Just hmm. oh, just do it. You've got the rights. There's no need not to cancel Arrow. Like it's fine. <laughs> I don't think they're going to cancel that away anytime soon. Okay. So, anything else you watched, Chip, before we move on to the Lady no. of the Night, and No. That's good. Awesome. Okay, so, Andy, what have you watched this week or the past two weeks? So, I've watched... I, I did watch a few things, but the, the main things I want to talk about, I watched three movies, Ali. Yeah? First of all, I watched a movie called Paycheck with Ben Affleck. Have you seen this movie? Eight years ago, yeah, I can't remember it that well. Like, I've, I've never seen this movie before, right? And uh, I was looking for something to watch on on Amazon because, like, I have hardly used my Amazon, so I'm like, okay, I'll watch, I'll watch this. <laughs> and uh, it's actually an alright movie because they cast Ben Affleck as a character who doesn't have a clue what's going on, and I assume that they gave him the script like immediately before they filmed the scene and went, okay, you need to say this and do this, and he just looks confused the whole time, which works perfectly for the movie. Uh, it makes it quite enjoyable because he doesn't have a clue what's happening. But I, I enjoyed that. Um, I also watched <coughs> I watched the Transformers movie. Robots in disguise. The the latest one, the last night, which was absolute horseshit. One of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Especially because it's so long now. They're like three it hours was, long. It was like two in like two hours and forty five minutes or something. Like that. I was like, yeah. oh my god, when will this end? Because I had like three it was basically three bad movies in one really awful awful movie like just everything about it was terrible anthony hopkins they completely wasted uh they had like this robot that they tried to make be like a dickhead version of c-3po and he was just really annoying all the jokes were just overplayed and not funny um they also like they also destroyed the moon yep in this movie so how does that affect so there can be no tides anymore than that. Yeah. There's no more tides. Like that basically fucks the whole planet. Like the you cannot. Then. Yeah, you cannot survive without the Earth's moon. The Earth does not exist without the moon. Like it's the, basically Michael Bay's last. Fuck you and what? Come back from that. Ass wipe to the next guy. That's probably why the Bumblebee movies are prequel. Yeah. <laughs> and it has the same problem as any other Transformers movie. Is anytime when you see Transformers fighting, you're never sure which one's which. Because they're all like intermingled and all like they're just arms and legs and everything's everywhere. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. It's like watching a fucking robot orgy. But such a terrible, terrible movie. Don't waste your time. Uh, I did also watch a very good movie though, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Which was absolutely fucking brilliant. Uh, I, you know, I didn't like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes really. Uh, well, I I really loved the first one, Rise. Um, I thought it was amazing. Did totally. Um, great job of Planet of the Apes which I didn't give any fucks about before like I went to see this at cinema and I'm like Planet of the Apes okay I guess I'll go and see it and went and saw it and I'm like oh that's a great movie um, and then Dawn was like yeah it's just apes against humans fighting like that wasn't very interesting but this one they did it like I don't know they did it much better in terms of like being able to show the apes perspective and their viewpoint and like the struggle that they were going through in, in this world even though that they were kind of kind of coming out on top sort of uh, but it was really interesting and it, really it life's matter. Yeah, like kind of, <laughs> but like really, really well done. And like the the way they interacted with the human characters and stuff like that, and the way they've set it up as well to go forward into other things is fucking so well done. Like well worth. When and does I'm Mark trying... Wahlberg come into it though? 
Oh my god! Like <laughs> I, I, lo- I actually looked up the timelines and stuff like that after the movie because I'm like, how does this fit into like the normal Planet of the Apes things? And like this kind of exists in its own timeline. This is a sort of reboot of so it. So far, yeah, because obviously Planet of the Apes was like years in the future. The guy's rocket gets mm. into, and it was after all this had happened. Yeah, but they obviously the I mean they do mention that rocket being sent off. Uh, and I think it's the first one they mentioned, like yeah. the rocket launching. So that that rocket is away and and whatnot. But I mean, whether or not that is, they call back to that later on. Don't know. But I think this one will kind of end with them like doing like not this specific movie, but this series will end with them like doing the thing with the Statue of Liberty. Like that, well, you know, the Statue of Liberty ends up like in the sand. Like yeah. and that's how Charlton Heston in the in the very first movie like finds out that it's like this is actually Earth he's on when he finds the the statue. Yeah. So like, I think they'll do something. They'll they'll play on that um in a in a later movie. But War for the Planet Apes is a brilliant movie, absolutely amazing. It's probably the best movie I've seen this year, including Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. Oh, so there I, you go. That's why I, I can't say <laughs> I can't say maybe Wonder Woman's better. I don't know. It will I will get around to watching Wonder Woman because it's like out on yeah, Blu-ray and whatnot now so I will get around to watching it sooner or later it was alright it was phenomenal it's probably better than uh, than Spider-Man anyway it very much is better than Spider-Man <laughs> that's not saying much no. <laughs> that's yeah, it in the bar Spider-Man home, Homecoming or the, the working title Spider-Man let's get this shit to the cinema we'll get the light because <laughs> we don't have a story <laughs> Well, yeah, there was a bit of that. I mean, Spider-Man was all right, but... Anyway, we, we've spoken about that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other thing I watched was I watched the first episode of Mr. Robot. Yeah, it's a good show. Which was amazing. Like, uh, <laughs> I was... Uh, like, I know, you, I know you, I think you and Ross, I think it was, told me it was a good show, but I never yeah. ever got around to watching it, but it's it's really good. Like, I was very surprised at how like high quality that first episode was and how much like I was laughing at some of the shit in it. Because mm-hmm. like when they're talking away with the tech stuff, like uh, one of the guys is talking away about his his uh, computer and he's talking about Linux and that. <laughs> and like after he's finished talking, I was like, I turned to Ashley and I was like, "Did you understand any of that?" She's like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ah, because I'm just like chortling away, like laughing at all the weird like things that they're saying. Because like, I know what quite a lot of it, not all of it, right off, but like some of the hacking terminology, I'm like, "Nope, don't know what that is." Uh, but yeah. most of it, I understand what it means. And I'm just like laughing away, and she's just like sitting there, like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but really good show. Like I'll I'll definitely be continuing watching that one. I think it's on season three now, isn't it? Yeah, season three's just started. Maybe two yeah. of them are three. I haven't started season three yet, but season one, but I preferred it to season two. But season two was still good as well. It's not like it mm. was a. It's not like it was a bad season. It's not like season three of Prison Break or season four of Prison Break or anything like that bad. Mm. But yeah. But yeah, season so four I, of Prison Break like the measuring stick of shit yeah. TV show like. season four of Heroes as well oh yeah that was during the writer strike as well too. but yep. then they don't well no what, Prison Break season three was during the writer strike that's why it was shorter but I enjoyed season three eh well season three was alright I think it was like season three and four of both those shows were like kind of in and around that sort of time yeah and they so just they just did like hey you camera guy do you want to write <laughs> yeah like do you want a shot of writing and they're like yes I will write this and they're like yeah. okay well I guess we don't have any other options so go for it <laughs> they must have kept some of those writers on for the Heroes reboot that came back out because it was shit as well 
Oh, I didn't even watch it yet. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't uh, didn't watch anything else. That, that Mr. Robot was really good. I'll, I'll be continuing <laughs> on watching that. Yeah. So I watched a few things. Like I got. <clears throat> so I watched uh, all three of the Star Trek movies, um, the new ones. So the weird thing is that only one of them was actually shot in 4K, where the other two were shot in 4K and it's upscaled. Now, the first one and the third one are bright and colourful and amazing and lovely looking. Now, you would have shot them in 4K, but no, they shot the second one, Into Darkness, in 4K, which is set in dull planets and mostly on Earth. So um, the, actually, Star Trek and Beyond both look better on 4K upscale than true 4k into darkness but yeah great series and like i said on a rewatch into darkness is not as bad as i thought it's not that bad see that's interesting because um i wasted money on an apple tv a couple 4k a couple weeks ago yeah and uh one of the you know supposedly any movie you uh have in your apple library if there's a 4k version you get access to it you don't get to download it you can only stream it and that that was one of the ones that I had the original uh, the first Star Trek. Nice. And uh I go and I've been trying to find and I got to go and maybe uh use some of those uh codes that are s- still in the shrink wrap of most of my movies. But um when I went to try and pl- play it in 4K, all it says is HD. Oh. Yeah, it's because the film was shot in shot 2K. You know? Yeah. Yep. So I would have to find the only one I think I have that. Oh, maybe I have something else. I'll have to go look, but because uh, I really don't want to open my Guardians because it's the Guardians Steam. isn't 4K either. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Because Apple doesn't have uh, the rights to do Disney movies in 4K. <laughs> so I don't have to open that one. I can keep that one shrink wrapped and yeah. all collectors itemed. Um, I'll have to look. We buy a shitload of movies. We just never watch them. <laughs> yeah, I, I see see all the free codes. I, whenever I get one, and I remember I used to just do a hashtag giveaway on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I watched them, and I also wa- I haven't watched today's Star Trek Discovery because I was playing something since last night. But, like, last week's Star Trek Discovery Episode 4 was really good. You found out more about the beast that they've got in the ship and actually what's going on with it. Reminded me of a Doctor Who episode, which was weird. There was a Doctor Who episode set in the back of a space whale, and they were using mm-hmm. the whale for power. Remember that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's going on here. They're using it to accelerate their warp drive or whatever. Um, it's, it does not feel like Star Trek, and I understand why a lot of people are hating against it because they're saying it's not Star Trek but to me that's a good thing because I'm not that into Star Trek like apart from the new movies and I've watched some of the old ones but yeah this is great and Andy's favourite show I watched next uh, Orville and Cuddles I'm just kidding it's the <laughs> Marvel uh, Seth MacFarlane I watched two episodes mm-hmm. of that now I think this show was shown to the producers at Fox uh, as a comedy. Like, I think he went with the pilot episode and went, look, haha, it's me being funny in space. And they went, okay, green light it, it's McFarlane doing his stuff. Spaceballs! Uh, yeah, but as the show's been on, he's kind of pulled back on the comedy elements and kind of, mm. like, brought this alternative to Star Trek show out. That It does have bits of humour, but nothing like Red Dwarf-style, slapstick-style humour. It's just things that Star Trek characters wouldn't say more than anything mm-hmm. um, and I generally think that this was his backdoor in to getting a proper serious sci-fi um, show and it's 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 actually really good so episode 3 I watched it was the one following the two the species of male 
okay. aliens they give have you, have you been watching it Chip, as well yeah I definitely saw the one with uh, the gender yeah reassignment thing yeah reassignment episode I don't know if I watched the one after that or not okay I'll try and keep that spoiler free then this this what episode got it maybe maybe I did I don't like I said uh, so the fourth one was the bio ship bio ship oh yeah. is that the zoo no that was the first episode a bio the bio ship's like 2000 miles long or something and there's a cameo in it from a well known actor Okay, I remember the one where, because the first one wasn't the the zoo was the second one. Okay, the zoo was the second one. All right. The first episode was just him getting the ship. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, I know him through the gender uh, alteration uh, one. I don't know if I've watched the one after that. Okay. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> okay, so episode three anyway was kind of tackling kind of current events in his own way, but like I said peeling back the comedy so it ends up just proper sci-fi. I don't know if you're kind of getting that feeling from episode 1 to 3. We were getting the th- uh, the feeling they don't know if this is supposed to be a comedy or serious, but I mean, even with the gender episode it was like, this isn't comedy. This no. is... Uh, so I think you're right. Maybe he is trying to morph it into a, an actual serious show. Yeah. Based off um, his comedy reputation, I think that's how he... Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, one of the things we've heard, you know, one of the crit- things is the critics have said is uh, they don't know if they want to be a comedy or a serious uh, space opera. Yeah. Yeah, it could easily be either. And I kind of hope it goes down the serious road with, like, kind of smaller laughs. A bit like the Star Trek read does. Like, um, puts in, puts in that have box. you ever seen The Librarians? That's no, what I always re, uh, think of when comparing it to in terms of tone. Mm. Um, they, they they'll do serious, you know, world-ending things. Yeah, but the characters are kind of funny, and you know, sometimes things are a little rubber suit, ha ha. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it has a Noah Wiley, John Larroquette are uh, the two big actors. Christian Kane from Angel. Who did he play in Angel? He was uh, the business guy from the other uh, lawyer firm. Yeah, from yeah, from Wolf Room and Yeah, yeah. And that kind of ended up on their side at the end or yeah. in the final season. Um, and then he was on that show. I, I want to call it Conspiracy, but that's the wrong name. But uh, you know, uh, so it has some decent actors in it, and it's kind of a fantasy sci-fi with with a, a lighter tone and i think that's kind of what the orville is yeah it has a lighter tone but it, i mean it's taking on some uh pretty weighty issues oh definitely um that that episode i really enjoyed with gender reassignment whole thing um it was done really well um but episode four i'll try and keep it spoiler free um, they basically find a bioship that's been drifting for 2,000 years or something like that and the the people on it they, they've been told about this god Judo or Dural sorry and uh, they're all worshipping his ways and it's kind of like um, Victorian time almost even before that like colonial style um, people 
and they're living in this ship that's got like a artificial atmosphere and it's projecting like fields and hills and it's like its own ecosystem but it's actually going to drift into a sun or a star and they're trying to protect it and the preacher uh, the guy that's um telling everybody all the message of Dural is a teabag from prison break so you know he's a bad guy instantly um it also gets a bit serious in this one when i can't remember mercer i know the uh, seth mcfarland's called mercer but his ex-wife gets kidnapped and she gets tortured and it's quite brutal he gives her like this injection that um tortures you by firing off all your nerve endings all at once and she's just been beaten by these guys in this chair and i'm like yeah this is definitely not comedy anymore um although we he refer to her as mockingbird yeah yeah that's true she's the blonde chick from agents of shield um so yeah uh when you find out i won't tell you the spoiler when you see who dural is he was basically the ship's captain and the message that he gave them was how to survive but eventually like they had to go back to piloting the ship and the person that the the dural was played by he's worked with seth mcfarlane before but i didn't expect to see him in a tv show it was absolutely brilliant to see him um and the ending was kind of cool. I kind of thought they were going to take one of the the one of the young kids on the ship with them, but they ended up not. Um, I'm kind of loving the back and forth between the alien guy and his husband uh, when they're arguing on the ship. I think that's brilliant. Um, however, I haven't seen episode five or six. I think I believe is out now, but uh, the Orville's going. But for me, I'm. I hope it evens out, like you were saying, Chip, like, and it decides what it wants to be, but I mm. do genuinely think that Seth MacFarlane got it pushed through on the basis that it was going to be another Seth MacFarlane comedy and he's trying to shape it into something more serious. But we'll just need that to That would be and... awesome. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. They're already saying it's got a pretty good uh, possibility for a season two. Yeah, I would say the, the special effects and CGI in it are more impressive than Star Trek Discovery. I really would. I'm going to watch Discovery. I, I think the special effects and CG are good. The sets no, come right no. out of 1960s Star Trek, though. I think that's <laughs> half of the joke, you know? Yeah. Like, And the CGI, the blob, I love the blob that lives in the ship and like he tries to chat up the, the doctor in this episode and um, she says, no, no, I'm absolutely fine. He's like, you ever want to come back to my cabin, baby, and get a bit crazy? Just let me know. And then she walks away and he just makes this, ah, just me and the toothpaste again tonight then. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like this blob Andy that in the first episode the captain walks through and he goes oh sorry <laughs> I th- maybe I did I might have fall. you know I, uh, maybe that one's waiting for me I'll have to check with the wife yeah um, yeah I because we didn't know if it was a uh, if it was the 4k TV because it premiered like the night we got the 4k TV and the 4k was just making it uh look fake or if it was just it just looks fake no matter what tv you watch it on it looks fake no matter what because i started okay. watching it downstairs and i watched last week's episode upstairs on old hd telly and it looks the same because the cgi special effects they look better like when the ship's in battle and it's shooting at things that's a lot nicer mm-hmm. uh, than my hd tv but anyway i'll get on to episode six so i only watched two more other things uh, watch South Park, which was the first great episode this season so far, and it was um, Andy had mentioned it the other day, but I'd seen it just before you posted. It's the this episode was the Fractured Butt prequel. Hmm. Now we got like a trilogy for the Stick of Truth, uh, Andy. I think you watched them down at mine, the uh, Game of Thrones ones. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, this one's a lot better. This, even though I love this one, basically the whole episode is the boys are arguing about how they get their superhero franchises. Downing has got this whole plan design like Marvel. They get a Netflix series. They get like a crossover movie with giant robots to appeal to Japan. Then you get like the Civil War movie, and by the end of it, they all get pissed off because Kenny gets the video game video game supposed to be based in Kenny and he doesn't want it he wants a Netflix series and then like Stan wants a movie and uh, at the end of it Stan gets pissed off with Cartman walks away and goes Civil War bitch and walks away and the movie <laughs> the game starts I'll, I'll talk about the game later but basically the game starts with um, Civil War happening between them but um, they basically in this episode they get accused on Facebook of stabbing Jessica Alba <laughs> by they didn't but butters is captain chaos and he started a facebook news team and if you if it's on facebook it must be true and um, he accuses them of stabbing jessica alba so they cut the parents to uh, call mark zuckerberg to town and he keeps going on about how no one can block him because you can't block mark zuckerberg on facebook apparently and um it's absolutely hilarious that then butter's dad takes him to uh, vladimir putin's office and <laughs> starts shouting at putin for teaching his son to copy him how he uses facebook to manipulate america it's absolutely genius and the first actual laugh out loud episode of this season um the game i'll talk about later but the last thing we'll finish off i finished watching some vanity seen it all oh, finally, finally. Fucking hell. yeah thanks to my <laughs> pregnant wife and not being able to get to sleep when she's not sleeping she's now got the carpal tunnel feeling in her hands i don't know if you remember that andy where your hands go numb uh, I, um, I definitely didn't have that no oh tasha gets that and she wakes <laughs> up and informs me or if she's been she arm and whacks me in the face so like the other week i got half an hour sleep before i started work but i'd managed to finish sons of anarchy um yeah so i'm kind of glad that I finished it off because it was getting like three quarters of the way through a game and Season six, mm. I was more satisfied at the scene in the airport with Clay. Uh, not the airport. Mm. Yeah, the airport with Clay when they were going to fly him off and Jack's got his revenge than the entire ending of the show. Like, <laughs> the problem with this series is that <clears throat> a lot, not a lot happens in between the first episode of the season. Sometimes you'll get a cliffhanger, but most shows these days, they go with a, a cool, cool opening, like what the fuck's happening, then they explain it and then something else happens. Whereas this show nothing really happens from episode one in the final like of the series like it's just all day-to-day biker stuff and it all painting part of a big picture but some episodes just seem and especially the last season when they he rushed it out so there's 13 episodes which is shorter than normal but the episodes mm. are all like an hour long each and it's like well mm. you could have had a normal <laughs> season if you just split these up so <laughs> difficult watching difficult to push it through I'm going to probably watch the Mayans MC when it starts next year because I will watch it. And if they ever do the movie, that did you hear about the movie? They're going to do the first nine with Brad Pitt oh, as yeah, Jack's yeah, dad. Yeah, that. yeah, that would That'd be, be awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the end was kind of a wee bit like I seen him more as a cowboy than Jesus. But by the end, they kind of tried to make him out like Jesus saving the apostles and all this like fucking biblical stuff and then like he even makes a sign like Jesus on his bike before he gets ran over and mm. the last word said in the show is Jesus but like I didn't there's some parts I didn't quite understand like said meet Mr. Mayhem that's when they kill somebody but I'm guessing he invoked that clause right that he said he wanted to invoke a clause and I don't know whether it was him voting in Chibs or invoke the I'm going to shoot at the police and go out that way like I don't know if that was a thing like I don't know if that's what his dad done and that's how his dad died like did, did he get mayhem called on him and he, he get run over by the truck because he was doing that like the same as Jack's or did I, it confused me at the end 
like did it was not like with his dad was it not like his uh someone cut the brakes on his bike oh yeah J- uh, clay cut the clay, brakes yeah. on his bike yeah mm-hmm. sorry yeah you're right but i'm guessing then the tr- just jack's just in front of the truck because that's how his dad died mm. something like but, that yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm guessing they thought he was going to get killed so because like that's i'm guessing that's the reason because i thought they were going to shoot him in the house and they stretched out his arms but then chib shot happy hmm. and it's like what the fuck's going on and he's like oh i'll tell them you should let off some shots that's one shot and there's like 10 of you <laughs> hmm. um, but uh, yeah anyway it was all, it was alright by then but yeah it's a very long winded show to watch through um, oh it's definitely very long winded it's a good show and, like good acting and stuff like. I mean I've done what I've done with Breaking Bad and immediately after I've done the finale back in the episode just to see the difference and like Jax's accent when he started the show is better than his accent at the end of the show because I found out like halfway through season 6 he started filming that um Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur. Yeah. So he was obviously doing an English accent on his days off. Mm-hmm. And in season six and seven, his accent keeps dropping. Like, mm-hmm. he says some things and it's like to- totally English or an English guy trying to sound American. Whereas in season one, I believe Charlie Hunnam was American. Like, mm-hmm. I-, I knew he wasn't, obviously, but like, he was sounding, he sounded a lot better. Like, ah. Uh, but I'm glad it's done. I'll give the Mayans a watch to see how it goes. But I'd be more interested um, to see the first name. The, yeah, the Mayans. The Mayans will only be really interesting if they, you see the Suns at some point, like Chibs and how the club is now after Jax is away. And I imagine they would, because there's no point in setting a show in the same universe if they're not going to at least show you somebody from the, the Suns. Yep. But anyway, that's all I watched. Um, better move on to Level Up. And this is the part of the show where we talk about all the games that we've played and the video game news. So Andy, what's been happening in the video game news? Okay, so as we've had two weeks, there's been a lot of news, so we'll try and fly through this as quick as possible, I think. Um, So, first of all, we have... In WWE 2K18, apparently Roman Reigns is rated better than The Rock and Brock Lesnar Lesnar and every other wrestler. Is is this a bad thing? (laughs) Is he a bad wrestler? um, He's not liked, um, but the, the problem is, even if he was liked, he's nowhere near as good as The Rock cold than the primes or triple h mm. or Angle or any of those guys or short, you know and he's rated above everybody it's like get get over it wwe no one's gonna like him but yeah mm. it's a ridiculous rating ridiculous that's weird uh telltale's batman game the latest episode used a photo of the <laughs> assassinated <laughs> russian ambassador so this is a guy i believe he was like killed in england i think it was and they used like a photo of him Lying on the ground inside like a subway station in the game, yep. Like as like oh someone's been murdered here, like in, in a news report. And you're like somebody did not do their homework there. Yeah, <laughs> I think, somebody's obviously googled patched, the picture. Yeah, they're like oh they've googled like this, the picture. But I mean, usually what you would do is you would Google some of that and like buy a stock image from somebody if you're going to use it like commercially, or you would like just draw or design a character sort of thing but they just like literally drag and drop this image in and then stuck yeah. some other stuff on top of it that, I think it's been patched now to take that out but that's just a it's really weird that a developer would do something like that like or a, a programmer <laughs> I love, I love shit like that yeah <laughs> it's just crazy man a uh, couple more backwards compatible games are now available uh, these are the Fable games, so Fable Anniversary is one of them. 
so now that's that's all the Fable games backwards compatible yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you did pick up Fable Anniversary, didn't you? It's now back in the shop. Um, I'll cover it right here. It is not playable in this day and age. Like, if I'd played it before, <laughs> I'd probably be okay, but picking up hmm. time, go away. No. It's an antiquated system. Like, no. It's not good for because a first time Fable, Fable 1 was Xbox original, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then Anniversary, they obviously did an update of it. So, yeah, give, give that one a miss. I would say so. Like, I, I love Fable 2 and I would play that again, but that's because I, I know what to expect. But see, going into a quote unquote new game. I mean that game's only three years old as well. It only came out two thousand and fourteen, so it's like it's not it's, it's a recent ish game and they they meant to have updated it all, but it still feels very fucking dated. And I mean mm. if you love Fable and you've never played Anniversary, go for it. But if you've played Fable Two and Three or you've never played the Fables, just start with Fable Two. Like don't bother with Fable One, honestly. Okay. So I got a question for you. How often do you actually play backwards compatible games? Because I can't Most even days. You do. Okay. Yeah. Because I never. I mean, I've got. Uh, um, I, I, Andy's seen my um, order history for 360, <laughs> and th- there's like thousands of items digital. Like I, I like this was back when digital was a novelty. I, I mm-hmm. took it as the way to buy stuff. So mm-hmm. I've got things like Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Like I've played mm-hmm. that. Like all the Sonic games are on it. Like Sonic Adventure I was playing last week. Sonic One, Sonic Three will stick on Golden Axe. Like all the Sega Classics games. Um, there's other things as well, like Assassin's Creed Rogue. I never played it at the time. I'm playing through that backwards compatibility. Um, yeah, I play it quite frequently. <laughs> Andy, um, well, I don't have an Xbox, but uh, when I did have an Xbox, I used it sparingly. Um, most of the time, I would go, "Oh, here's this thing that I can now play." I would buy it, like play it for ten minutes, and then go, "Yeah, okay, I'd, like this is an old game. I don't want to play it anymore." Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, that that's that's because it was on Xbox. <coughs> If and and like I don't have the the same like library that Ali has on it. Like I mean, like you're talking about hundreds, if not like thousands of items. Like if it was on PS4 and I could play my PS3 games on my PS4, then 100% I would use it because I've got like 2,000 like items in my in my download history for for PlayStation. So there's a lot of PS3 games in there that I would mm-hmm. that I would jump back into and play. Not maybe not play religiously, but I would play bits and pieces of them. So I would use it a lot more if it was on. Like my preferred platform. I guess it's, I just don't have the time to play the new stuff. That going back and yeah. playing the old stuff leaves me. Uh, it's like, yeah, so what? It's nice, yeah. but you know. <laughs> I mean, most of the stuff that I would want to play has been like ported over. To be honest, though, because they've done so many HD collections of this, that, and the next thing that mm. just about everything that I would want to play is there now. Um, but I mean, there's still one or two things that I wouldn't mind, like another playthrough of, or like I've never played it, so I would play it. Lollipop Chainsaw is one that I want to play. Like I never got to play that, and I've always wanted to play. It and it's it's not backwards compatible, is it? I have no, no idea. No, no, I don't think it is. I I played through it. I it's actually a game I finished, which tells you how short it is. <laughs> um, I mean, it was alright. A the the first uh, level or two are awesome, hmm. and that and then I just think they kind of phoned it in from there. Hmm. It lost its charm uh, after the first two levels. I mean, that's one like if it does if it did go battles compatible, like, hmm. I would play it because I, I like I will buy another Xbox this year because I want to play uh, play on no battlegrounds. <coughs> I bought I bought an Xbox One battles compatible game this week, um, hmm. brand new. Like out of Argos, it was eleven quid, and it was in the, you know the new casing that says Xbox One at the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What game was it? Or you, it's not, you, t- it's not time to talk about games. Okay, okay. Right, <laughs> anyway, we'll get for the, these new stories. Um, there's been a third-party dock announced for the Switch that also doubles as a projector for it. It's kind of cool. Mm. It's called an Ojo, so keep, keep an eye out for that. I, I think it's like it's quite expensive though. Like it's over a hundred hundred dollars, but kind of cool, I suppose. How do you spell that? O J O. Okay. <laughs> like, it sounds, huh? Yeah, O J O. Yeah, so, but yes, it's a, a portable projector for the for the Switch that is also a dock. So basically, you dock into it and then you can project on onto your wall. Kind of cool, like especially because of how portable the Switch is. Uh, mm-hmm. This dock's also a bit smaller than the the dock that the Switch comes with. And obviously, it's got something in it as well. This projector, rather than just being like a bit of plastic. But I'll be interested to see how that how that pans out. Um, okay, Sega's been teasing some sort of connection between Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania, which apparently there is. If you um, if you do all the Chaos Emeralds and whatnot, there is a secret ending that yes. will will tell you about that. Uh, FIFA 18 topped the UK charts two weeks ago and this week, <laughs> unsurprisingly, as it does pretty much every year. When FIFA comes out, it's just top of the charts for weeks until Top something quality. else. Pretty much, yeah, until something else big, big comes along, like like Call of Duty. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two has loot boxes in it. Loot boxes, Ali. What yeah. what do you make of this? It's not a big issue. Uh, Every game has. It is a big, to be, it honest, is a big to be honest, after playing it, the way they were writing about it, it isn't as bad. Like playing through it, like. If you want to get there faster, it's one of those things. Yeah, you can buy it, but totally ignorable. And this game comes with a full campaign. So this is a case of I'm more interested in the campaign this time because I've read the book and it leads me right up to the campaign. I want to see what they're going to do once the Death Star's blown up. Like, I don't, like, if, if I want to play multiplayer shooter, I've got Splatoon 2. Like, that's mm. the way I see this. I will probably try it online, but because I'm getting it on Xbox One, most of my pals have got it are getting it for PS4, so I won't really play much of this on Xbox uh, multiplayer-wise, so I really couldn't give a shit. If you're stupid enough to buy a loot box, then fucking fine. If if they're there and you don't buy them, I don't know why you're moaning. Like, I mean... Well, is it because it's a pay-to-win situation? No, no it's just... Well, be bit, get goods, man. answer to that. <laughs> I mean, I can see, like, once you start actually monetizing it for real-world money, like, I think it becomes a bit of an issue, especially if you can, like, unlock better guns by get by these loot crates. Like, so say if you, if you like, buy a thousand loot crates, then you're going to have the best guns, and you're going to have better guns than the people you're playing against that don't bother to buy any loot crates. So that that's an issue, definitely. I think it's more of a problem when you put it in a fucking single player game like bloody Shadow of War but that's a whole nother story um, okay anyway WWE 2K18 is not coming out on Switch physical the same day as it's coming out on all the other platforms but it is coming out digital on the same day no that's what? completely wrong that's, that's completely what you wrong. said yeah it, that's what they said and then it didn't come to the store like the, this news story's obviously been updated at some point it's not nowhere to be seen like, oh, so it's not even about, out digital? No, people might be talking about it getting cancelled altogether. Like, what what they'd said was it was going to be digital. Like, NBA came out digital first, then three weeks later mm-hmm. physical. But mm-hmm. what's happened now is, like, there's no news on it, and it's just still coming soon. Okay, so basically 
delayed. Mm, should be out fall sometime. <laughs> okay. Well, it's winter. Weird. So. Well, yeah. Like, sometime before Christmas, basically. Maybe. Uh, there's a game coming out called uh, The Mummy Demastered, which is based on the movie The Mummy. You know that movie that came out, what was it? Was it earlier this year or last year? Tom Cruise movie? Yeah, so that's that was earlier this year. year. The Tom Cruise movie is getting a video game tie-in. Uh, it's like a kind of 2D Metroidvania game uh, made by WayForward. And it looks really good, but I think it's a bit late to be releasing a tie-in for this movie. Like, that movie's been out quite a while now. Like, way yeah. too late. And it, and it uh, failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the game actually looks really good, so... And it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie other than being set in the same universe. Like, you don't play as any of the same characters or anything like that. So, it's just set in that universe so that you can fight against monsters and whatnot. But it looks really cool. Uh, there's a Tamagotchi sort of rebirth thing coming out. Did you see this, Ali? Yeah. Tamagotchis are Tamagotchi. out. They're, just... they're, 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 they're jumping on the nostalgia train and Jeez, the original one. They're at a tenner, so they're going to make a buttload of Christmas. Yeah, these are going to be like in everyone's fucking Christmas stocking. Everyone will get one of these. Yep. Uh, EA Access and uh, Origin Access, free games have now been updated as of today, and you're now getting Mass Effect Andromeda in the vault. That That's, just that's, a, game. Yeah. that's a fucking... <laughs> kicking the teeth for anybody that bought Mass Effect I think I, I did did it as well <sighs> that game only came out in end of last in year in what March no March. this year oh it was this year as well March yeah it was March it was year. the same same week as Horizon and the Switch mm-hmm. that was a bad time to release that game <laughs> and that's why it, that's why it is now in fucking access <clears throat> Because it did badly. They should have delayed that game six months and released it like... Or maybe not even six months, maybe like three or four months and released it in the summer. And it would have done so much better. But as it is, it did shit. Nobody liked it. Well, not not nobody liked it, but like it didn't do like it didn't do very well commercially or critically. And it's now free if you have the EA Access. I mean, it is an alright game. It's worth like the price of EA Access plus all the other shit you get with it. EA access is very, very good value. It is, but it is also kicking the teeth if you buy digital games day one. Yep. So please buy Star Wars Battlefront Two physical alley. Oh well. Because <laughs> it will come, it'll be in the vault in less than a year. If it does badly, it'll be there in like three months. Yep. Like uh, Mirror's Edge, which literally was three or four months. Hmm. And that's an alright game as well. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins is getting a season pass as per, and it, it's post-launch DLC plans like it looks as if this is lasting like six months to a year for this game moving on uh, (laughs) there's uh, there's been a new uh, controller announced for the PS4 which kind of is like it looks like a Joy-Con basically it's a mini PS4 gamepad and they've done it in red so it essentially looks like a Joy-Con the red Joy-Con on its side but with two tiny analog sticks and the tiniest tiniest little touchpad ever known to man <laughs> like this looks horrific but they're making it <laughs> it looks so bad it's too small uh, Oculus is launching a new headset chip did you hear about this yeah I did basically it's going to be wireless 
well, they're, they're doing a couple of different ones. Basically, they're, they're doing a low-cost, all-in-one VR headset. So basically, with this one, you don't need a PC, don't need a phone, don't need a console, anything. You just like you, you plug it in, charge it up, and then you put it on your head and you're good to go. Okay. Which I, th- I think that's ca- that's kind of cool, and that's the way that like VR, like to popularise it really, that is where it needs to go. So you can just buy it and and use it. But in terms of the processing power in that, you're not going to have a lot of processing power in something like that. So that's going to really limit your experiences. So I'll be very curious as to what games and stuff can go on it. Yeah, I mean, that's going to come down to horsepower. And if you can mm-hmm. uh, put the horsepower into a uh, a uh, standalone headset, that would be great. Yep. But how much is it going to cost? I mean, now now you're miniaturizing things that I had, you know, uh, things that I need a full size PC to do. Yeah, this one's called it's called the Oculus Go, and it's going to be two hundred bucks. I'll be interested to see the quality of the games on it. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Oculus like it needs a beefy PC to be able to run it. Um, see, similar like your PS VR, like it needs a PS4 to run it. So like, and then you compare that to like the the Samsung headsets and even the uh, the the Google one and whatnot. Like those are not a patch on on the console and the PC VR. So that I think this one's kind of sitting somewhere in between. Try to capture that sort of middle ground. But I mean, if you're paying two hundred, you've already got a PS4. You might as well pay a little bit extra and get the PS VR. It's not a massive jump from two to like three. Well, if you have a PS4, if you yeah, don't have I mean, a PS4, then it's eight hundred dollars. Well, sixty million PS4s in the world. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a good market share. There's plenty of people that will be like, "Yeah, okay, I've got a PS4. I want VR." Like, yeah. I mean, at at, at this point, I have zero interest in uh, the PS4. Uh, VR because I have the Oculus Rift um, mm, stand- and I actually have the gear as well and honestly mm. the gear isn't that bad especially yeah. now that it has a controller mm. um, that comes with it uh, the, the next gen mm-hmm. gear isn't isn't all that bad it's more of a time and I don't know I get really it really fucks me up when I play VR games mm-hmm. I mean you come out of it in a haze Yep, the, the VR hangover. Yeah. Um, in a, in a really weird, interesting news story, a Shadow of War's true ending is gated behind this massive endgame grind, which is incredibly sped it's kind up. Kind of forcing you, use... you to buy loot boxes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if you use these loot box systems and if you spend real world money in it, it makes it much quicker because you can Do recruit all these this orcs. Yeah. So I would I honestly <laughs> just boycott this game because. Fuck that! Like, they've they've like basically done like an ending, a, a sort of full ending to it, and then done the true ending to it, which is the real proper big ending with the credits and everything. And it's behind this big set of battles. I think it's like twelve battles or something like that you have to get through to get to the real proper ending. Which I mean, fair enough, they want to do that. But in order to get through all these battles, you have to grind like hell to be able to recruit loads of orcs into your army to be able to take down all these forts. Now, you can you can just, like, almost bypass that by just buying a load of the loot boxes and uh, rolling all these orcs and getting them into your army 
from that. So you could literally speed your way through the game by just spending a lot of money. That is that is bullshit. It would be <laughs> fine if the game if the game launched at twenty quid. Yeah, or if it was like a free to play yeah. like add on, or even like even not DLC, but like a free DLC add on sort of thing that was yep. done after after you'd completed the main game. But like, oh, here's like. Uh, campaign like quest mission XYZ whatever they want to call it like run through this stuff and there's this mechanic in it that you can you can use like loot boxes if or not up to you but yeah to actually have this as part of the main game like that's bullshit absolute bullshit so yeah give that game a miss um, some former Rare developers are putting out a, what's this game called Raging Justice which basically looks like Streets of Rage looks amazing Looks cool. Switch. Yeah, coming to Switch. Look forward to that. Uh, Finland, the country, turned 100 years old and got a NES game released to celebrate <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> which is just strange. It's called Per Kelly, which uh, it should mean something in Finnish. That's very strange. <laughs> but that's awesome, though. Your country gets a video game released. Yeah, so it's uh, basically a collection of like three, three mini games which are uh, important. Uh, which each one's based around some important part of uh, Finnish culture. Cool, have fun with that, Finnish people. Uh, South Park Fractured Butthole's getting a season pass, which That's includes Casa Bonita. I bought it, I like because I got the gold edition, because it came with Stick of Truth, as you know. Um, mm. Remember, I bought it on the PlayStation mm. two years ago, yep. and they gave me the money back. Yeah, um, they're actually the season pass for this doesn't seem like standard Ubisoft thing. It's actually like story, and I'm all for story DLC. Casa Bonita is one of my favourite episodes in South Park ever, um, so I'm more than, more than excited to play this, but there's also another part to it, I'm not sure what that is but there's another story DLC coming too, so absolutely fine with that we'll talk more about the game later uh, Cuphead has sold a million copies, well, over it's, a million copies since, since it released on uh, PC and Xbox One that's mental. like less than less than two weeks now, over a million copies well done, like I, I, did, not, I did not get the game yet, but I, I know you did I imagine yeah. we talk about it in a wee bit, but it looks cool. I I really want to buy it, but I don't want to buy it and then like play it on PC because I really want to sit and play it like on an Just Xbox. Get Xbox One. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get an Xbox One. Black Friday bundle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm waiting for, like just to see that. Or like if I don't buy one on Black Friday, I'll buy one like on Christmas Eve, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna get a PS4 Slim out. Like yeah. Yeah, I'll Christmas, Christmas, Christmas pay comes in. Yeah, like you know, just, you know, it comes in just before <laughs> Christmas. You're like, ah, oh, I'll just buy that. <laughs> well, you say that I've got a child due like what, twenty days after Christmas or something. Yeah, why well, don't so? <laughs> <laughs> you have child. I was smart and had my child a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> in a galaxy far, far. Well, no, no, in this in this galaxy. <laughs> um, IGN has bought Humble Bundle. That's like why stay away from good stuff IGN please yeah that's really weird like I don't really like IGN um, they've spawned some things that I do like like I like kind of funny and I like the guys from that that were previously like IGN hosts well you've got but, the point they didn't spawn it it's not like a spin off they left well, I- well no they, those guys <laughs> left IGN and formed their own thing but like I, I like those guys like personalities and like their review style and whatnot, um, and kind of the way that they were and now like anything I watch from IGN or listen to now I'm just like this is wank absolute wank I don't like any of the people that are still at IGN and then that's not 
it's not maybe the higher ups are like good businessmen or whatever. I don't care. But um, but yeah, so they've bought Humble Bundle, which that's a really weird move. It does. It doesn't make any sense. IGN bought Humble Bundle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so sorry, it, it I had to leave for a second. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the weird thing about this is like they they review the game called uh, the Hat and Time. I think it was called like, last week, mm-hmm. and that's published by Humble Bundle. <laughs> and IGN reviewed it, and now they've had to like go back and like write into their their review like full disclosure like we own this company that published this game and that we've reviewed it <laughs> like oh by the way here's a great game but we own the company that's publishing it i've actually heard good things about that game it yeah it's good. so about so about but i mean i wouldn't like listen to ign's word about it because they're obviously going to say it's good because they fucking own it <laughs> you know like they're going to make money off the back of it at the end of the day so but yeah, but yeah, I mean, like they have said that nothing's going to change with Humble. It's still going to act the exact same. I would say that that's probably bullshit. Like yep. for right now and for the rest of this year, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be ex- operate exact same until April when the new like financial year kicks in. They will change it. You will see it change. There will be IGN adverts everywhere instead of like it linking you to like the Steam Store page for the review score or whatever, or like Metacritic. It'll take you to IGN. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, but then you're if they if they do like a curated bundle, for example, you can have IGN curated bundles. You're gonna have like the IGN review scores all over it. It's gonna be all tied in, um, and same with IGN's website. They're gonna be kicking you to Humble Bundle like to buy your games because Humble is like a game seller as well not just like the actual bundles like you can go and buy like whatever the latest PC game is you can go and buy it on Humble so it's a weird move and I, I don't I don't really like it uh, hmm. yeah I mean uh, they, they have no business uh, reviewing their own games no no and and they have they have said yeah yeah oh definitely they have said that going forward like they they will still review the games but they will get a freelance reviewer to review it however I mean they're still paying that reviewer at the end of the day yeah they can suggest ways for the work you better give it a good review yeah exactly yeah so I mean I would I would like this is our game make sure you review it good I mean okay they probably wouldn't say that directly but they'll word it in such a way as in. Yeah. The re- the reviewer's gonna look, be like, yeah, you know, but yeah, I think that they, if it was me and I was buying the company and like they were trying to like publish games and stuff like that as well, I would just say we don't review our own games, period. And like you, any games, you that need they to trust release. independent uh, podcast and uh, yep. sites like the B Team and Forty Two Level One, where we're exactly. not afraid <laughs> to shit on anything. Yep, yep. <laughs> even games that were sent to us. What was the one? The people never to send me a game ever again. A few weeks ago, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> was something was that something on the Switch? Yeah, I forget what it was. It was it was something really bad. But we've been sent some bad games in our time. Like, oh god, who yeah. hasn't? Oh yeah, Z Run is probably the worst one I've ever played. It was awful. Um. Anyway, mo- moving on. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm Episode 2 release date has been confirmed it is on October the 19th two days from now can't wait looking forward to that now there's been an interesting thing come out about uh, this un- ex-Uncharted developer who has been alleging some sort of sexual harassment at Naughty Dog 
and this is obviously to do with the, like this Harvey Weinstein guy coming out and all, all this shit. Yeah, coming everybody's out coming out and saying, well, and everybody's like, oh, I, everybody's coming out and going like, okay, well, yeah, I was sexual harassed, blah blah blah, and yeah, that's bullshit if you were like that's not a good thing. But this guy's come out and said that he was sexually harassed, but hasn't really provided any context to what happened, other than that he says that he contacted like PlayStation HR and Naughty Dog about it, and then Naughty Dog put out a statement saying that yeah, we don't know anything about this. So like, do you think this guy's just trying to like drum up sympathy for himself, or do you think that this actually might have happened and it's just never been officially reported in any channels anywhere? I, I mean, without knowing without knowing the specifics, I mean, maybe you know, maybe something happened. Uh, maybe I mean, what that did he just misinterpret? Well, it's a bit like did you you see the ghetto? They brought out some on TV. Now I've seen the video, and he put his arm around there. But unless her boob came halfway around her armpit to her back, then he didn't touch her at all. They made out as if he was like this big sexual monster, Ben Affleck, when he was younger. And he he got to Twitter and apologized, right? Mm-hmm. Again, like recently, the last week there. Yeah. And the video that, was yeah. the video was posted. If you watch the video, unless he's got like super extending fingers that like went under her armpit and round, there was nothing like that. I mean, you can't really see it in the video, but the fact that he he did apologize for it means like it did happen. But and it doesn't look as if it's like. It's like him going like, "Oh, I'm gonna touch your boob, grab." Yeah, he's like giving her a hug, and he's accidentally like brushed his hand off her boob. Like, you know, we should all just stay home and do our shit uh, on computers now because, (laughs) no matter. I mean, we're just turning into a world of uh, oversensitive, overhyped, exaggerated BS. Now, a lot of you know, a lot of what Harvey Weinstein did is completely wrong mm-hmm. and bizarre and i mean yes that's straight out uh you know harassment rape mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it um i mean if 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 what they're saying is true that it, i mean you know they should probably cut his balls off uh and <laughs> yeah, castrate him don't yeah don't something uh, i mean that that's that's a sexual predator but, yeah, but you know, if Tom Cruise of... puts your arm around you, and even if he gave a squeeze or two, who cares? Uh, but I mean, uh, I mean, now we're going to are we going to try and accuse everybody that you know he but gave me a hug you. and grabbed my ass? <laughs> mm, well, yeah. there's, there's a the, guy hug, the hug lasted two seconds too long, you know. Yeah, I know. Like, there's a fine line, but Harvey Weinstein was bad. But I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's other people that that's the Hollywood's greatest open secret. Because if you look at videos back 2005, there was a video I seen of uh, Courtney Love, Kurt Cobain's ex, saying uh, that she got asked if there was any advice for young girls in Hollywood, and she says, "Yeah, if you get invited to a party by Harvey Weinstein at the Four Seasons, don't go." Um, <laughs> two, two, in 2013, Seth MacFarlane gave a dig at the Oscars mm-hmm. or something, and it's like, why, why? Why did why is not everybody came out? Yeah, you could lose your job, but like surely now that nobody spoke out, there's going to be people that's covered for him. Apparently, um, Russell Crowe and Matt Damon called the New York Times and got them to cover up an article, paid off the guy so that the article didn't come out in 2013. And it's like there's other people answerable that's covering for this guy's mm-hmm. crimes. Like because there are crimes, like you can call it, you can dress it up with oh, yeah. inappropriate behaviour. He's a criminal, and there's people that have covered him up. So technically, there's a there's a crime syndicate in Hollywood. Surprise, surprise, that are covering up a sexual predator's acts. 
of crime, and I, they should be held did, accountable too. I, oh, yeah, definitely. But like, I did read about that Russell Crowe and like Matt Damon thing, and like it was it wasn't Harvey Weinstein that they were doing it for. It was like Weinstein asked them to uh, vouch for a guy who worked for Weinstein at one point, um, who they'd also worked with, um, and basically it was to vouch for him in like a professional sense. And they just like basically phoned wow. the and gave like a quote for for them to say like oh this guy's like an upstanding guy and like he was always professional when we worked with him sort of like a, giving a reference. Yeah, but still. Anyway, let's move off this. And go. But yeah, okay. Uh, an online petition is going to force the UK government to uh, respond to loot boxes. <laughs> the government responses in a later tweet. Yeah. So what did the government say about this? Tough. <laughs> Now, I think that there needs to be something done about it in terms of, like, kids having access to it, because... There is. There is. On every oh, yeah. console, you can deny them access. You can, but possible. parents are fucking stupid. That's like, literally stupid. You're buying 100%. a kid an adult, an adult piece of technology. Yep. Putting and your details into it. Yeah, but, I mean, they just look at it as, like, oh, this is the game's console. There you go. There's, there's the latest FIFA game. Go and play. Anything and I tie my bank card into, even though I don't have kids... Yeah. fucking at all times <laughs> yeah because it's just so like if you've got like if you've got it set up to just like click on through then you can just buy all the FIFA points until you've got no money left in your bank account you could spend thousands and people like people's kids have done that and like spent all the money in the bank account and they go to they'll go to like Sony and be like oh yeah, my kid's done this can I get money back no no like you've got that content you've spun the boxes you've got those players you can't have your money back like learn to <laughs> learn to fucking lock down your passwords. Like, yeah, it's and a tough I, I don't lesson, think but... it's stupid as much as it is lazy. Mm. You know, I mean, I think that has more to do with it. It's, um, you know, parents don't think or don't realize, and you know, set set this up, and uh, you know, you have a you have a six year old. He's gonna buy a billion dollars in loot boxes. But yeah, it's. I think parents need to look into like things like that more, like when they're setting up like accounts and stuff like that for their kids. Because you can set up like kid kid accounts and whatnot. It's a bit of fiddly, but mm-hmm. uh, you should definitely do it <laughs> if you're going to let your kids access these things. And uh, always have a password on anything that has your card connected to it, or don't even have your card connected to it. Just buy prepaid cards if you're going to buy something. Like that's that's the solutions. And, and yeah, so the, I mean the government's kind of right, but. It will come to a head at some point, and like some MPs, kid will do it, and then there'll be an uproar about it. That, that's when it that's when it will go bad when some MP tries to expense FIFA points. <laughs> uh, okay, Doom is uh, coming out in November on the Switch. I think it's November tenth. It's coming out. Uh, Looking forward to that. It, it's a bit steep to buy day one, though. I think for a game that's that old now. Because you can buy it for like a tenner on every other platform, and it's like forty quid on piece on a Switch. Uh, moving on, uh, <laughs> Star Citizen's uh, offshoot, which is called Squadron Forty Two. So we have to buy this game, Ali. I want to buy it. We have to buy it. It's called Squadron Forty Two. Like we just have to buy it. <laughs> uh, it's not going to come out this year. It's going to come out next year now, which is delayed from. 2016, which is mad. Uh, there is a new SNES cartridge playing console called the Super NT. Now, this is not officially made by Nintendo or anything like that, but it is compatible with uh, 
all SNES and uh, all UK SNES and American SNES carts, and I believe Japanese ones as well. I um, mean, it's like got HDMI out and whatnot, so that's kind of cool. But it's like 140 quid. Does not ship to the UK though, unfortunately. So I can't buy it. Uh, oh, South does, Park, sorry, is that the, oh, the Super NT? I contacted oh. them in Twitter. They had issues mm-hmm. with their shipping, so yeah, one of these. Oh, cool. Nice. So we'll get Ali's review of that when it comes out. When's next it coming year. out next year? Yeah. I think it's cool. next year. Uh, South Park, the Fractured Butthole came out and got good reviews. Yes. As, as the Shadow of Mordor uh, and Evil Within 2 all got good reviews. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Season Pass. Uh, the first update has been launched pretty much just like dropped out the blue so yeah kind of sneak story. launch yeah story DLC yay it was a good game but I don't need to play any more of it no uh, this Rainway app which is a streaming app which allows you to stream your PC to various devices um, is still continuing to tease a Switch version even though like you can't get it on Switch there's no way this will ever come to Switch ever Nintendo will which never one? allow this to happen Rainway, it's basically it's, it allows you to stream your PC to many devices. So like you'll be able to get an Android, iOS, probably, but there's no way it'll ever come to Switch. And they keep like pushing it on Switch. So they're like they're showing this week like Cuphead running on a Switch. Which, well, if you're just streaming it, but yeah, but you have to have the app installed or like be able to get access to it through a browser. And yeah, and Switch aren't going to allow you to buy the games on a, on a competing console because then, like, yep. you're never going to buy like Doom or Elder Scrolls. You just stream it from your PC. Yep. Because mm. chances are you already own it. Like, I already own Skyrim on PC. Then I would just, I wouldn't need to like buy it on Switch. I would just stream it. Um, for the week that Doom's coming out, uh, Ellie Noir and Skyrim are coming out that same week. So that's three big games coming out to Switch in the same week. That's pretty mad. That, that's kind of cannibalizing their own. Well, yes and no. I mean, you think that the market for these, like, people will probably only buy one of these these three games. Um, chances are, like, if you've played Skyrim, you've probably played Alien Noir and you haven't played Doom. Or if you've played Doom and Skyrim, then you haven't played Alien Noir. So played- there's probably one out. There's probably one out of those three games that you haven't played. So that's the one that you'll buy. Like I've played Skyrim to death. I've played Alien Noir to death. I haven't played Doom though, so I'll buy Doom. See, I've played them all, but I haven't finished Doom, so that that's the one I'll probably get because I know you're getting it. and It'll be good online. Yeah, I think like multiplayer will be fun on that, provided we can like match up with friends. Yeah, hopefully. Which I'm in... sure. I'm sure Bethesda will ha- will know about that whole thing and they'll have that worked out. <laughs> yeah, unlike FIFA. God. Um, okay, so the top ten UK sales chart for this week came out, and uh, number one was FIFA, as I said. Uh, number two, Middle Earth Shadow of, Shadow of War, and number three, The Evil Within 2. Good for those games launching like so high up. Because I don't know that I would have expected Evil Within 2 to do so well. No, but it's been heavily, heavily, heavily advertised this time. Mm. Like, it's everywhere. Every second advert on YouTube's Evil Within. Like, I've seen it on the TV, it's been in magazines, I've seen posters in the high street and stuff. Well, not in the high street, and, but you know. It I mean. looks really good as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, it does look really good. Uh, did, Never did finished the up? first one. No, I never finished the first one, no. and I'm not. I'm not going to play this until I finish. The, I've got the first one in the Xbox One, but yeah. I, I've not finished it. No. Nope. Uh, the other physical game that came out this week was the Friday the Thirteenth game that came out on Friday the Thirteenth, um, and it, it, 
it debuted at number fifteen for the because obviously it launched digitally already, so a lot of people already had it. But yeah, number fifteen number for like, good, yeah. that's good for a game like that. It's kind of a kind of indie game that's already been out digital for months, and it is an online only game at the moment. There's no campaign or anything in it. There is a campaign coming though, apparently. Yeah, there is. Uh, Atlas has released a Shin Megami Tensei Metroidvania game for free. I think this is on PC, but yeah, it's kind of retro style. You can go download it now. And there is a new big Xbox One update, which I think you've had for quite a while. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really bad. Yeah, they screwed around with the menu system again, didn't they? Yeah, and, and the pins, if you go down to your, your stuff, you access frequently, like Netflix. I've got three rows, and anything after two rows is tiny, tiny squares. It's like, why have you made it so small? Like, make it the same size as the game menu or give me the option to customise the size. Like, it's ridiculous, because <laughs> I'm in the Insider program, so I got it early, and like, I, when they asked me for feedback on it, I said, just get it sorted out. Change it back or make the pins as the same size as the hmm. when you go into my games and apps. Like, there's no hmm. point in having a pin menu that's tiny, because I would rather just go into the menu and just get it there the long way, because... It, it's just it's fidgety it's not that my sight's bad it's that it's fidgety as you know like if you're like lying on the couch chilling out and you're trying to get to something and you accidentally push right twice you end up starting up a program that you didn't mean to and you're like for fuck's sake and I know it's not much of a hassle but it's 2017 so everything's a hassle Mm. so you then have to exit the program and select the right one yeah change it terrible it looks awful anyone that's just jumping on Xbox for Xbox One X it's a shame because the original dashboard was terrible. They improved on it slightly. The last iteration of the dashboard they had was absolutely fine. There was no yeah, problem with it. Yeah. It finally it worked. If yeah. You know where stuff was. Uh, yep. <laughs> you get used to it after a week or so. And then, yeah, I go back uh, Sunday and it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so we'll just rattle through the last of these. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has been rumored to come out on the Switch. Cool. I mean, it'll fit in well there if it does come there. Like they, they rumored it to come to Xbox as well this year, and no sign of that yet. I think, I think it'll be next year for both of them. I reckon so. Bit longer exclusivity. I think they bought a year. Sony's not stupid, so it'll be next year. Yeah, and I mean, when it does come out, like not that many people will buy this. I'll get it on Switch. Yeah, but I mean, like if you were buying this game, if you really wanted it, you got it on PlayStation already. I didn't have a PlayStation when it came out. Uh, Lawbreakers dropped to a concurrent player count of only 10 players. Oh, it's ridiculous. 10 players. <laughs> 10, 10 concurrent. I almost yeah, bought one this match. too. Thank God I didn't. Like, Cliffy B was, self, he was self-promoting it so much and it looked interesting. Doing the mm-hmm. open game development plan, showing everybody each step. It looked phenomenal. 10 players. Worldwide. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I looked at it, I think, what, he wasn't being greedy. I mean, Fortnite no. was trying to... Uh, rape you for a game that's going to be free to play next year yep. and um, yeah, I mean what was it 30 bucks 30 quid yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean it looked like Halo with jetpacks it looked fun yeah yeah but you didn't come you didn't come to the Halo console <laughs> I think it, it should be noted that that's uh, that is on PC um, I believe that on PS4 it's doing a bit better than that like it's not, not by it, much. <laughs> they've, they've said it's doing okay on PS4. They're happy enough with the, with the figures and whatnot that it's been doing. But on PC, it's absolutely bombed. 
like basically the, the time they've launched like coming out around about the same time as well just before Destiny, Destiny and like and Overwatch has had such a long tail because Bethesda, eh, Bethesda eh, Blizzard's done such a good job of supporting it like that is that's where people are are playing and obviously the rise of uh, player unknown battlegrounds as well like that's what people are playing on PC plus the stuff that they've been playing for years so another new thing added into the mix that is like alright yeah, and it's thirty quid. Now I'll just give it a miss. That if they launched it free to play, it would be huge. Guarantee it, because I mean it's supposed to be like quite good mechanics and stuff like that. But the thirty quid buy-in price seems to be put seems to have put people off when they're already playing all the other games. If you launch that, but free look with, like, what Destiny does. I mean they they absolutely uh, abuse their fans. Yep, for sure. You know, they, they you know, first you got to buy the $60 game, then you got to buy the season's pass. And then a week after the season's pass comes out, there's more DLC that well, now you that's not part of the season's pass. You yeah, got to buy and then, that. And then you got to buy then, the next next year, yeah. you got to buy another $60 yeah. game. Yep, that's why I didn't get Destiny 2 because I paid 120 quid for Destiny and I never even got the final DLC that the Rise of Iron one, 120 by buying it day one and what did they do to the people that adopt it no discount no anything tough shit like see if you wait a year you get it for the same price as the game was when it was what do you mean I've just paid 80 quid for the season pass and the game nope tough shit if you buy it now you get it all for 40 fuck off <laughs> fuck off and, and then I think a lot of people have done that with with what's supposed to be a halfway decent shooter for 30 shooter. bucks yeah uh, and nobody buys it. I, I I guess it's timing. I don't know. I mean, hmm. uh, I don't I don't really read or watch or uh, go to many uh, gaming websites these days. But uh, you know, there was there was no advertising on television. I mean, no. uh, what type of PR ha- did you have behind this? Games these days sell a lot on PR. Evil mm. like mm, yeah. PR is everything. You need to show the masses what the game is. It's not in the olden days where gamers will know games coming out. There's more gamers out there, and not every gamer is as educated as the people that are long-standing gamers. And even long-standing gamers, some of them are more casual than others and aren't aware. They're like, "Oh, I didn't know that was coming out." You advertise it like a bag of crisps or like McDonald's on the TV. People are going to pick it up. They're going to be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know this was coming. I'll pre-order it then." If you don't show anybody and just launch it in the console, the only time they're going to find it is if it's advertised through their console or they find it randomly in the store or word mm-hmm. of mouth. Now unless it's a big franchise lawbreakers i think was from cliffy b's new studio or whatever like Bucky. it's not going anywhere yeah it's not going anywhere like it's a sad state of affairs but the 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 only time things like this get big is if it's a pc game like PUBG. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like for consoles it doesn't work like the, this game was focused towards ps4 only as well open it up to xbox he, he cut he cut his he burned his bridges like with xbox the way that he talked about them after like working in the gears franchise and oh we're going playstation only now the only guy that can get away with that is kojima like kojima <laughs> no, doesn't yeah. have to he's he, he's going to sell like shit but cliffy b yes you're good but he was part of a bigger studio it wasn't a one-man mm. army he was just the p he should know about pr because the reason gears the reason gears ended up being so popular and okay it's a good game was that photo shoot with him in the park looking like a maniac with a gun remember no but yeah. okay <laughs> See, do i don't remember that but i mean yeah i mean cliffy b uh, i mean he was uh id's pr yeah, 
I mean, he 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 was the face, the voice of the company. Um, you know, games he made uh, were pretty much uh, guaranteed triple uh, A multi, you know, multi million dollar, multi million copy sellers. Um, and you know, I certainly, I you know, I just don't have the time these days to play everything. It's like, well, I can play Lawbreakers or I can play Agents of Mayhem. I'd rather play a single-player game than a multiplayer uh, most of the time, which I think was one of the reasons I stayed away from Lawbreakers. Hmm. But, um, I, I, I mean, like I said, it looks like a, it looked like a decent game, and I'm just, you know, I think, yes, you really uh, kneecapped yourself by not coming out on Xbox. Epic, yes. I'm sorry, Doom Plague. Yeah, Epic. <laughs> That's what right. I was about to say Bethesda, so, you know, I was... Yeah. <laughs> that That's the photo in the Discord chat of Cliffy B I was talking about. Nice. I've not seen that photo before. Oh, it was a big famous one about the time. You weren't really paying attention to Xbox back then. You were on Wii at that point, I think. Yeah, I'd have been on the Wii, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move along. Um, okay, so uh, Sony is releasing an indie game on the Nintendo Switch through their Sony Music game division, which is very strange, but okay, fair enough. It's you a very strange move. But... Sorry? Um, you cut out for a second. Sony oh, yeah. is releasing... Sony Music is releasing a game on the on the Switch. <laughs> okay, I think they're releasing three. Really strange, like... Okay, fair enough. Uh, this... This game's called Tiny Metal. I don't know what the other ones are, but this is Tiny Metal. Maybe they've looked at it and it's a game that would sell than PlayStation. They've just went, let's capitalise. People want games Switch. Let's go before it gets flooded. Well, it is coming to PS4 and PSVR and PC and Switch. So, And it's under the un- Unties, I think it's called. Unties? I don't know, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, un- Unties brand, let's say. Unties? It sounds like Undies, in it? Uh, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus the collector's edition has had a price cut in the UK I assume because no one's ordered it <laughs> they went oh fuck we uh, need to sell some of these guys we've like produced so many like let's drop the price on this um, and it's now like 60 quid which is alright for something like this comes with like an action figure box thing looks like an old action man type thing kind of cool are, are you going to get Wolfenstein 2 are you waiting for Switch Ali I'm not going to get it at all no no, I, I, I mean, I would get it on Switch when it comes out, but I, I'm not going to get it this year. It comes out the same day as Assassin's Creed and Mario, so no way. Are, are you going to get it, Chip? I know like, you were big into... Uh, Absolutely. The, yeah. Are you going to get it Absolutely. day one? Absolutely. Hmm? Day one? <sighs> that I don't know. Because, um, like you said, Assassin's Creed and Mario come out the same day, and I think yep. I'm going with Mario. Yeah, I mean, um, you've got to get Mario. Like that's that yeah. game's gonna be like a ten out of ten. Everyone's gonna uh, get that. It's a ten out of ten. Edge of already. Yeah, yeah. Was, I I think I definitely want Mario. Um, of the three, and then I think, I you know, uh, the nice thing is uh, I go on a cruise about uh, ten twelve days after uh, Mario comes out, and I fully plan yeah. to enjoy uh and three uh, there's a like three out of the seven days are at sea or four, five out of seven days are at hmm. sea so uh i'll have time to just kick back on the boat and 
play switch if I want. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I Wolfenstein, the, uh, the new order was my game here when it came out. Hmm. Yep. I mean, I thought the story was absolutely spectacular. I can't believe what they did, where they went and what the hell happened in that. It was just mind blowing. And, um, I did not like the prequel. It didn't hold my interest, but uh, I definitely uh, would love to. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to get uh, that. I think the out of the. Th- but then I look at Assassin's Creed, and that just looks amaze balls. Mm, yep. And it's going to be 4K HDR, so you know you have that going for it too. Mm. But um, yeah, I think. I think if I had to pick a pecking order, it's Mario, Wolfenstein, and then uh, Assassin's Creed. Okay. What usually what usually happens here Thanksgiving week? There's usually a buy two get one deal going mm-hmm. on, or you know three for a hundred bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Assassin's Creed and Wolfenstein will probably be two of the three titles. Ah, nice. But I you know, I want to finish a couple of other games first. Yeah, me too. There's too many games coming out soon. <laughs> be, Andy's, yeah, Andy's my, still not finished Final Fantasy. Or no, it's not Legend finished Final Fantasy 7. Well, my copy of Final Fantasy is still in shrink wrap, so I can't <laughs> I can't give him shit about it. I, mean, I put 40 hours into it. Like It's not my it fault that it's long. <laughs> not so, long. Not long. I actually did play it this week, but yeah. Um, okay, just a final bit of news that we need to cover quickly is uh, Visceral Games is closing. So this is the this is the studio that was making the uh, Amy Hennig Star Wars game, which looked phenomenal, which was untitled and it did yeah it did look absolutely great. All like three seconds of footage they released of it, they're like oh this looks great, and now it's basically an indefinite hiatus. But it is apparently going to be handled by a number of EA studios, which yeah. always is always worrying. Like you're looking at what Bio, Bioware, Dice. Like okay, great. It's, it's a, a weird person. one. That. Neither of those, neither of the studios should handle a third person action game. Well, I mean, Bioware's doing that uh, anthem, that online so game. What is that's just Mass Effect? Like, well, they shouldn't yeah, be doing it on online. Because this game looked like Uncharted Star Wars. Yep, but but yeah, so that game is kind of the the future. Of that's now up and up in the air whether or not it will it will happen whether it'll be cancelled or what so that's a shame because they already cancelled like a good Star Wars game mm-hmm. uh, as part like that Star Wars thirteen thirteen as part of the restructuring or the video game stuff so to have another one like cancelled like, are we just going to be left with fucking Battlefront over and over and over and then all these awful mobile games we want a proper like third person Star Wars game especially like I'd rather have a Jedi game though like, there hasn't been a good no, Jedi game. No, but after 13.13 get canned and it looked phenomenal as well. Then yeah. Personally. But yeah, that is, uh, that's all the news. <laughs> We've got like 15 minutes to talk about games. Yeah, okay. I'm going to hold off then on my... So, Chip, what have you played this week? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been listening to B-Team, but uh, the game that I'm head over in love with is Hob. Which you can get on yep. PlayStation 4, Steam. I'm playing it on PS4. I did get a review copy. Uh, this is the game that you need to play when you finish Zelda. 
It okay. goes back to more of a retro Zelda style. It's uh, I call it an environmental puzzle platformer. <laughs> there is some there is some battle uh, there is some combat in it, I, but I wouldn't consider it anything. Combat is not uh, a key component of the game. In fact, I think there is an achievement to finish the game without killing something. I'd have to go back and look, but I think uh, it's certainly possible uh, to do that. Um, yeah, I, th- th- I mean, there's a couple battles that you, there's a couple things you need to kill to get in, uh, get into a couple areas though. Um, in term, but one of the neat things is you can actually have uh, the enemies kill each other, and there's an achievement for that in the game as well. Um, but this game is absolutely gorgeous. is absolutely gorgeous. It's done by Runic Games, the guys behind Torchlight One and Two. Um, there are things to collect, but uh, it is not a loot game at all. It's not a uh, squirrel game. There are, I mean, there are upgrades you can find, uh, but there's not hundreds of them. Hmm. Uh, and it tells a story without ever saying a word. And besides being absolutely gorgeous, it's one of those games where you'll be stumped and all of a sudden you will have this aha moment. And sometimes uh, the solution is right there in front of you and you just don't realize it. I, I hit a section uh, the other night where I didn't know where to go. And then I said, well, let me try this. And what I thought was just part of the background actually turned out to be a path. And uh, I just think uh, the puzzles, the solutions, everything there um, isn't so far. I haven't hit anything that is uh, that as I've I've stopped playing in frustration or anything like that. Although um, I'm trying to figure out something now, it's like where the hell do I need what What the hell do I have to do here? But sometimes it's just walk away from the game for a day or two and come back with fresh eyes because. Uh, it kind of breaks some of the rules of gaming in terms of things that you don't think you can interact or do, um, you can. And sometimes sometimes they change the rules. You can, uh, you know, most of the trees that block your path are usually indestructible. But there are certain trees that you can hack and slash and all of a sudden open up new paths. And I mean, you can see. I mean, they're physically different, though. I mean, they're visibly different. Um, I don't know. I probably played. uh, I'm going to say eight hours this weekend, which for me is huge. Oh, Uh, that that is a lot for you, Chip. Like, holy (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Um, but you know, yeah, we're probably only doing one episode of uh, Iron Fist tomorrow night because I'm only Mm -hmm. because. That a lot of my time was spent playing Hob. Um, the uh, but you know, like, and it's a game where uh, I'll start. I'll say, well, I got about an hour before I go to bed, and this was Friday night, and I was actually starting to fall asleep, and then all of a sudden, uh, I figured out something. It woke me up. It energized me, and I stayed up till three in the morning playing the game. Uh, <laughs> nice uh, Friday night, but. Mm. If you haven't checked this out yet, 
definitely go watch video of it. It's a it's more or less an overhead isometric uh, environmental puzzle platformer, but uh, your perspective does change depending on where you go, and it's just every time you actually figure something out or uh, defeat a certain thing, and I'm trying to be as vague as possible, and all of a sudden, all of this stuff happens, and new uh, new pathways, entire sections of the world are completely altered or uh, appear, and just the way they go about doing this is absolutely gorgeous. And I've already said this is going to be on my game of the year list. How high, you know, it depends on how high it is. Right now, if I had to choose, this would be my game of the year. Nice. So if you haven't checked it out, check that out. Um, I did play Cuphead for 15 minutes the other day. Mm-hmm. This isn't <laughs> what I wanted. Oh, okay. Um, and I've only, like I said, I've only played about 15 minutes. I've probably done the first two or three, yeah, two or three levels. Um, it's just a boss battler so far. I didn't pick the, I I was looking for a platformer. I'm in the same camp. I expected more Rayman 1. Yeah. Or Mickey's Castle of Illusion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's Contra. And I, I was just playing with my nephew, like for, like I said, for 15, 20 minutes. And the first two levels, all we're doing is beating up bosses. There's no platforming, no collecting. There, uh, It's like, uh, kind of want my money back. <laughs> but I'll, I know we're on a short leash, so if you guys have anything to say about Cuphead, but I'll stop there. Um, I'm not going to cover games, but I'm in this chip. Like, I knew this game when it first got shown it was going to be a boss battler, and they said they've added it and changed it. They haven't really. They've just put, like, a short walk to the boss before the boss now. That's all you're getting. Whereas, like, I wanted Rayman 1, like, that style of thing, and it looks like it should be that, but it's not. It's just a longer walk with some enemies scattered. Nothing complicated. Just shoot the enemies before the boss. That's it. It is just still the same boss battler that they promised that they were going to come away from. So... I can't recommend this game. It looks really good. Like, nice, lovely, but no, I don't like it at all. I mean, like, how how long have you played it for, Ali? Uh, Two hours, maybe. Two, three hours. Okay. So So I haven't played it with Fraser, actually, last Tuesday. Last Monday. (laughs) Maybe that's your problem. Maybe Fraser's just bad at the game. No, Fraser was (laughs) Fraser's good at the game, but, like, well, he he kept dying a lot. But, like, it's that's all it is like I expected more from it when mm. said we were getting from it and we didn't get more it's literally what they've done is they've added a short level which is more or less a straight path and there's some minor enemies in front of the boss that's it I'm very you know my nephew was carrying uh, me through the game but uh, <laughs> it yeah I was uh, I was pretty disappointed in what I saw so far I mean, it looks great. Yeah. But it's like, I, um, you know, the boss battle is usually the dessert on the dinner. Yep. And, you know, uh, there's no steak, there's no potatoes, there's not even a side salad. (laughs) Yeah. 
You don't even have a pickle. It's a very pretty lettuce leaf. No, you just go to the cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I, so you you don't want to talk about anything you've played, Ali? I can't fit all the games I've played in four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can probably fit mine in uh, quickly. Um. I did play a little bit of um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I did not get out of the hospital. Did not like it. Hated it. Horrible. Like, this is not what I want to play from Metal Gear. Will not play again. 2 out of 10. In fact, not even 2 out of 10. 1 out of 10. Will not play. I think I played it for like an hour and I must have died or got seen and failed like, I don't know, at least 10 times. This is not, this is not a game for me at all. Is this the freebie we got uh, for PlayStation Plus this month? Yeah, free on free on plus this month. Which I mean, yeah, it's a big game, but that's not for me at all. <laughs> Absolutely this is, this not. This is the one with yeah. This is the one that Eli played for months. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. fair enough if it's this type of game, but oh, absolutely not for me. And I don't have months and months to play it, to put into this <laughs> this sort of game either. Especially when it takes me like more than an hour to get deep. Well, can even get out of the tutorial in an hour or so. Um, I did play. Uh, I went back and played Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mopped up the rest of the trophies from Episode One, uh, just before Episode Two comes out next week. I played uh, and completed and platinumed Coffin Dodgers, which is oh. kind of average cart racer, Ooh. which has a lot uh, of glitches. Low in Low average. Yeah, I mean, like this is one we got as this is one we got as a road, and it was. Eh. Yeah, it's very easy platinum though, <laughs> easy to complete. And but it's once if you, you get stay the, with it, I guess. Yeah, once you get the hang of it, and like once you've upgraded your cart and stuff like that a little bit, then it's pretty easy. Like w- once you put some some coins into like uh, your engine speed, then it's it's dead easy. Uh, but it's not not the best. But it was kind of fun-ish. Like maybe like a four out of ten. Like I would give it. Uh, I also played. Uh, oh, the, the last thing that I played that I really want to talk about is uh, I played The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Which, have either of you two played this game? No. Okay, so the reason that I wanted to play this game is because it l- reminded me of Murdered Soul Suspect. Because it has the same text font in it when you're doing like an investigation thing. And I was like, oh... Like, that reminds me of this. I want to play this, and it's got, like, sort of crime scene type stuff that you investigate with, like, ghostly shit going on. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And, like, I really liked Murder Soul Suspect. This is awful. This is a really bad game. And I think, like, I think Fred played it and really liked it, but this was so boring and so... Just dull. Dull as hell. Like, the storyline that they take you through was, like basically kind of set in the mind of this little kid who's kind of gone like a bit crazy-ish and seeing all these weird visions and stuff and it ends up there's a fire and, and all this what I will say is good about the game though looks really pretty like really nice like well designed environment but just everything in it was just crap like nothing of any note in it whatsoever like the puzzles were average the uh, walking about, there was just nothing in the in the world. Like you'd walk for a good ten, twenty minutes before you would get to like from one like puzzle to the next puzzle, 
and, and fair enough, it's nice to look at, but that's just that gets really boring after a while. I think I think it took me maybe like five hours to complete this game and like get uh get a hundred percent in it. But yeah, just really dull game that looked really nice. That's all I have to say about that one. And uh, oh, the only other thing I played was Stardew Valley Alley. <laughs> I played a little of that. Yeah, I played some. Wait, which I got on the Switch. I've never played it before. I think it's kind of it's slow to get into, isn't it? Yes. Very slow. Like I think that they could have they could have done it a little bit better um, in terms of like having your the cost of some of the items be a bit lower. Like buying your chicken coop is like three thousand coins, and that's a lot of coins that like, you have to. Not like, if you make the right start. Not if you make. Well. Well, I mean, like you have to really like go and clear out a load of shit to be Which able to get sell. that. Which you can Yeah, I mean, I, I if did you just that, spend like, your first, first spend your first few days just clearing up. Yeah, I, I did that, and like I, I farmed whatever like whatever stuff I found and whatnot. But I don't feel like I'm really making a farm. Like I feel like I'm just like clearing stuff and then selling it, and I'm not really like buying plants or anything like that because I'm too busy saving up to buy whatever the thing is that they want me to do so like the missions are like oh you need to put a chicken in your coop or, or whatever it is buy an animal and it's like oh you need so much money to buy an animal I'm like okay well when did you get this much money so I need to go and clear all this stuff so I don't really feel like I'm farming as of yet which is what I thought I would be doing in the game which is weird yeah but you're not far enough in yet no I mean I've probably maybe like two or three hours in like I've got a sprinkler system and stuff set up to just uh, I've got like different crop fields and stuff. Like I've got a pepper mm. field, I've got potatoes and one, I've got one that's just for one off vegetables that might be a bit more. Uh, my chicken coops now get the mayonnaise maker in. So I just like put the eggs straight in the mayonnaise maker because I get more money for mayonnaise. And, yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, like how do I'm like none none of this. Like I haven't seen any of this. Maybe I'm playing this game wrong. But, but it, like, it looks nice and, like, it plays really well and whatnot. I did have to lock the toolbar, though, because the toolbar was, like, really annoying me because it kept jumping from the top to the bottom. That was really irritating. I'm like, no, it needs to be in one place. Like, it really can't be, at... like, jumping about. It's really good for Switch, though. Like, I prefer it to the Xbox. Yeah. Oh, definitely. This is perfect sort of game to play on the go. And, uh, yeah, that's how I played. Cool. So we need to finish up there. So, uh, thank you for joining and if you want to do some shameless self-promoting for your show later on, feel free to do so right now. Sure, you guys can catch me in about two hours on the B-Team podcast with Fred, or, yeah, Fred, Ryan, and Eli. We're going to be talking games, tech, TV, kind of like this show. Uh, come join us, and then you can catch me Thursday nights on Knuckleballer Radio with Eli and Sean, where we discuss just about everything. Last week's show was just completely random. <laughs> and then you can catch Andy and I Friday nights on All Games 8 p.m. Eastern doing Marvel our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast where we are slowly working our way through Iron Fist. It's I think I only have one episode in, in me this week, Andy. I'll let you know. <laughs> That's but... fine. The, uh, it's a slog going through this Iron Fist, but I think that is representative of the show. So I think we're accurately covering it <laughs> I prefer the infested look cage so did we yeah so did we so but did we. I mean there is some bad shit in Iron Fist yeah like the random episode with the drugs in the middle of a decent <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, now we've got this going on. <laughs> but anyway, we better finish up. Thanks again to Chip. Welcome anytime, as he already knows. On behalf of myself and Andy, uh, thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned to allgames.com, where I think, I don't know if they're live, probably not, but you've got Gaming History. So. No? Gaming History 101 next, pre recorded with um, Jamalice. Uh, no, no, maybe not Jamalice, but definitely with Fred Rojas. Unsure of what co host he's got with him this week. I think it's Fred and Trees on the episode that they'll be airing this week. I believe it'll be a Game of cool. X. I think that's where they're at. So stay posted for that, and then, like we said later, let's chip and the boys later on on the boot. Peace out and good night. <laughs>